Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro. First off, a thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. Thank you also to Vave Health for sponsoring this episode of Explore the Space podcast. Vave believes that personal ultrasound is the future of medicine with an aim to empower both clinicians and patients. From an affordable wireless device to the industry's first all-inclusive upgrade plan to built-in support with Vave Assist, their mission is to move the needle on ultrasound use in every clinical setting. Find more information online at www.vavehealth.com. That's V-A-V-E health.com. I also want to just quickly shout out the Morning Report initiative with Vote Health 2020. This is a project that I'm closely involved in, and the concept is to drive voter activation, particularly in the healthcare space. If you are interested in having myself or any of the other physicians who are affiliated with Vote Health 2020 virtually join you for a less than five minute virtual, free, nonpartisan conversation around voter activation in this critical election season, please shoot an email to info at votehealth2020.com. We've done a bunch of these already. They are really effective. They are really exciting. They are really quick. We know your time is valuable. We keep it short. We keep it on point. We leave you a great slide. It's got the QR codes that you need that you can share with your teams to make sure everyone is getting registered to vote, making their voting plan, and getting their friends, colleagues, and family to do exactly the same thing. My guest in this episode of Explore the Space podcast is Dr. Joe Sacron. Dr. Sacron is a trauma surgeon, and he is a co-founder of the grassroots organization called Doctors for Biden. He joins us amidst the most bizarre, unsettling, intense election season, and certainly an absolutely crazy weekend to discuss being a part of an overtly political movement, to discuss being part of something where your partisan politics, where your sense of what is important and who is the right person to help drive that become a priority for physicians and for healthcare providers. We also get into why more and more doctors and healthcare professionals are engaging in this process and how Doctors for Biden creates space to allow people to bring their specific issues, bring what they feel is important to the table, and the energy and community that comes from being a grassroots organization. Joe and I had been planning this episode for a while. We recorded it right after the first press conference that was held at Walter Reed Medical Center over the weekend after the president of the United States was hospitalized with COVID-19, and we have been watching, as you have, with rapt attention over the past several days. I would ask you, take that energy, take that anger, take that frustration, take that anxiety, channel it. 
get registered, get activated, reach out to your friends and colleagues, trust but verify that the people who you think are registered to vote are registered and make sure they have a voting plan. It's critical. It's vital. This is the time to do it. All of that burning potential energy in all of our brains and hearts this weekend, make it kinetic and get going. Before we get to our conversation with Dr. Sacker, I just want to remind everybody, please do check out the archive of Explore the Space podcast, www.explorethespaceshow.com. You can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. You can follow me on social media. I'm very active on Twitter, at ETS Show. And definitely find Explore the Space wherever you like to download your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Definitely leave us a rating and a review, and please do share the show. That really helps us out. We love to know that more and more people are coming to this incredible community. There's more than 200 episodes in the archive. There's a ton of content there. So if you're enjoying the show, that's fantastic. Please do share it with those who you think might be interested as well. I shared on social media over the weekend that we are in a moment and we're in a moment. Part of that is to me, at least it's critically important that we acknowledge the size, the shape, the scope of what's happening. And then we take action. This conversation with Dr. Saccharin is an excellent illustration of what taking action can look like. He will leave you feeling motivated and inspired and anxious to do the work. So like I said, make that energy kinetic. Without further ado, Dr. Joe Saccharin. Joe, welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm delighted you're here. Mark, uh, good morning and thanks so much for having me back. So let's sort of set the right situational awareness of kind of where we are in time and space right now. It is Saturday, October 3rd. It's about 9.15 in the morning Pacific Standard Time. And you and I both just watched a press conference of the physicians and medical professionals who are helping to take care of the president of the United States. And I put that out there, not because that's what you're here to talk about with me, but just to kind of give a sense of what the air feels like as you and I are having this conversation. Yeah, totally. And, you know, uh, obviously uh, it's been a rapid changing news cycle over the past uh, 24 hours or so since we found out uh, that both the president and the first lady uh, tested positive for COVID. And of course, as uh, doctors, and healthcare workers and just human beings, we wish them a swift and full recovery. I appreciate those sentiments and I agree with them that our role as professionals is we want to see human beings thrive and we want to see human beings move swiftly and safely through illness. So I agree with your sentiments there. And I also want to just say, though, in that same space of acknowledging that the air around us is thick and it's tense with Explore the Space, we do try to create episodes that are evergreen. We do try to create episodes that have those themes and tones that are resonant and have lessons that we can kind of learn from and build on. And that was the intent of having you on the show. You know, I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. And so the concept here is you're one of the key members of an organization called Doctors for Biden. And we'll acknowledge that that is a partisan stance. And I have been very transparent on the show and on social media that I endorse Joe Biden for president and Kamala Harris for vice president. But we're looking more for what what are the underpinnings of this? And so take us first as we start this conversation around engaging in politics as a physician. What does that mindset look like for you and for the other people that not only are engaged politically, but decided to be very transparent and very open and engaging around that idea. 
Yeah, I look, I think it's such a great question. I mean, as we've discussed in in your prior episodes when we've had a chance to chat, I mean, my uh, kind of role and what brings me to really, you know, working within social movements and public policy and really trying to be an advocate and, a, and an active voice in this space, I think comes from personal experience having nearly been killed uh, at the age of 17 when I was shot in the throat. And I think that, you know, for each and every one of us, Mark, we all have different uh, experiences that drive us to do the things that we're doing, right? And one of the things that I have realized recently, especially, you know, over the past year with this COVID-19 pandemic, is that healthcare workers are such a critical part of the solution as it relates to a lot of the policy that is shaped in America and honestly what's important for Americans. And so, you know, I come from it from a very, I think, unique space, but I think each and every one of us have a different story to tell. And I think we're starting to realize really kind of for the first time, perhaps, how important our role is in this space, both because we bring the science and the data and that type of understanding, but also because I feel like society trusts us. We have a lot of credibility in communities. And we've, you know, I think for so many years been really, I would say, tried to stay as neutral and nonpartisan as possible um, because we are founded in data and science. Uh, But I think that uh, that doesn't mean we shouldn't play a role in these movements. I'm in full agreement with that. And there's another component for me that actually, as I was listening to you talk, and this is why having experts on is so helpful because it helps me kind of crystallize and formulate my own thinking and hopefully does for those who are listening. The idea of having the the thing that drives you into this political space really resonates. For me, as, as you and I have talked about offline, is climate change. I live in Northern California where we are afflicted by wildfires now four years in a row. And climate change is a huge driver of that. It's not the only variable, but it's part of the admixture. It's the threat multiplier, as General Hurtling and Professor Hayhoe have referred to it on this podcast before, as I refer to it, climate change is our apex predator. So that's part of the thing for me where it's the, these are the issues that demand our voice. The other thing, though, is I think for physicians and healthcare professionals to engage in this, it also acknowledges something that I think we've let go of, that we are whole people. And that we are a part of society, too. And for us to not be engaged is a it's almost a measure of aloofness and almost a hubris that we can be disengaged. And I don't feel that's true for me anymore. And I think our profession, too, we are whole people. We we engage in the entire human experience. And part of that is a political voice when you live in a republic. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, it's part of our our civic duty. Right. Yeah. And I, I think just as, you know, so many of us, uh, you know, feel so strongly about, you know, people doing the right thing and people bringing the right policies forward. Many of us have, have asked the question, well, wait, why are we not the ones that are, you know, front and center of some of these or driving some of these solutions and ideas? 
Um, so I think I think that you're starting to see a little bit of a paradigm shift, Mark. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you know, as a brief aside, as you know, I spent the past year in the United States Senate working for uh, Senator Maggie Hassan, and it was just an incredible experience. And I will tell you that, you know, it happened to be during the COVID pandemic and the clinical perspective that we bring, the public health background that many of us bring is so vital to helping really, I think, bring forward the right ideas and solutions. It's not the only thing that's necessary, but it's it's really, I think, I found to be quite important and critical. And I'll, I'll pin that to how you actually opened this conversation, this idea that part of our oath as physicians, part of the commitment as a healthcare professional is we want to see everyone thrive. We don't get to pick and choose. We don't get to say you, but not you. We have policies that might say that, but as physicians and as healthcare professionals, we aspire to have it be different. And so we must insert ourselves. And I think that your point is well taken that in those rooms, in those conversations, acknowledging that a mindset of I'm sharing information, knowledge, and insight with the central dogma being do no harm and that we want all human beings to do as well as possible. That's that's critical when it comes to policymaking. Yeah. And I think, you know, that as we like think about that in the context of Doctors for Biden, right? I mean, this is really when you think about the organization, it's a grassroots movement, right? Yeah. Yeah. All volunteer coalition of of physicians, but really even other healthcare professionals and those that are, are healthcare advocates, I would say, that are committed to advancing, you know, the health and ideals of of America by uniting not just Democrats, but Republicans, independents, and really trying to figure out how do we restore the competent, courageous, authentic leadership that is so representative of, you know, the nation's highest office. You just gave me chills, man. You, you seriously just gave me chills up my back. Well, I mean, look, like, I really do believe that as Americans, we have a lot more in common than we have that divides us. And I think, you know, look, part of the differences from an ideological perspective rest at like how to get there. Right. And I think that we have to do a better job of really trying to work across the aisle in a bipartisan manner. I don't think that's just a good look. I think that's uh, results in better policy and allows us to really, I think, build on, you know, the democracy in the America that we uh, we have known for so many years. In that same space, then, how does Doctors for Biden create a runway for the reluctant physician, for the hesitant healthcare professional who maybe feels like, I don't know, I, I want to engage, I want to speak out, I want to do this, but I don't know how, I might get in trouble, I don't know what this will do to my career, good or bad. How does Doctors for Biden kind of create some space to help those people feel welcome and to feel like they can engage? Yeah, I think it's a good question. I mean, look, we're at a really critical moment, right, with looking at this pandemic that we've been facing over the past year and, you know, frankly, the the failure of the administration to really, I think, advance um, the, a plan and, and the health of our nation in a way that uh, minimizes what we're seeing uh, across the country. And what we do uh, as an organization is really try to provide different opportunities 
uh, for people to share their stories and expertise with voters um, throughout America. And this, for everyone, it's going to be a little bit different, right? For some people, maybe that's social media. For others in our group, it's more, you know, traditional media, like writing, you know, opinion pieces and doing interviews and and things like that. Uh, And then there's, I, I think, a whole separate group that really just love to engage in really cerebral conversations with voters, you know, whether it's in swing states or just, you know, in their own communities. And so we're making sure that like voters really understand how important leadership is within an administration and how it affects their health and lives and why we strongly believe that a Biden-Harris administration and the leadership that that will provide can improve lives of Americans and the overall health of our nation. And so I think there's a variety of ways to get involved. And this is not necessarily, you know, um, uh, about being, you know, political. This is about facts. This is about, you know, speaking in a way that is grounded in data, which is very familiar to people. But it's also about being able to tell those stories um, that allow us to connect with the public what we're seeing on an everyday basis. When I've spent time on the website before I reached out to you and before I joined Doctors for Biden by filling out the informational card on the website, that's what struck me is that there was that really nice juxtaposition of data, science, the things that I'm trained in, the things where I, I feel I feel comfortable in that space, right? I feel comfortable in those conversations. But there was in parallel that that area for storytelling, that ability to still share how I feel about the data and the science, what scares me, what makes me feel heartened and excited. And then to see that community around me, to see all those different faces and names, some of whom I knew, some of whom I don't know, new people to follow on Twitter, that kind of thing. There was a sense of community there that quite honestly, Joe, when I first went on the site several months ago, I did not expect and was delighted to find. And it, it does seem like it's continuing to grow. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Mark. I mean, look, it's been it it hasn't all been, you know, rainbows and lollipops. <laughs> no. You know, there's been some some challenges for sure. Yeah. But- uh, but I think, oh, you know, we try to approach, you know, issues and situations in objective ways. Look, we're human. None of us are perfect. But we try to really, I think, do it in a way uh, that is just articulating what's currently happening in this country and how how do we make it better? How do we put in place the ideas and the plans that are so critical to ensuring that we, you know, reduce, you know, deaths as it relates to, you know, COVID or any of the other important issues around healthcare. And I'll just tell you that when you look at healthcare specifically, you know, up until COVID happened, healthcare was like the number one issue that Americans were voting on. And it's always really been pretty high up there. And if you think about that, I think that's more of uh, an argument as to why we as clinicians need to be an active part of the solution. And so in terms of clinicians wanting to be part of the solution, do you have a sense of how many or just a gestalt around the numbers of people that are joining Doctors for Biden, participating in the, the, the workshops and the things that you're doing who say this is the first time I've ever done something like this before? 
Yeah, so I don't have an exact number for you, but I can tell you that we've had we have a really incredibly active group. You know, people that are doing a variety of things, as I've you know described earlier, and uh, when. And one of the things that's been, I think, super fascinating and telling is some of the personal conversations that I've had with individuals that have said, hey, you know what, Joe, I've never really, you know, been involved in like a political type movement and I don't really know like what to do or how to approach it. And am I not just supposed to be a doctor? How are, gonna, how are people going to view me? I mean, so it's a real concern that people have had. But the fact that they've been willing, you know, people that have never stepped into this arena before were willing to step into it and to figure out how they can make their voice heard, I think just underscores the critical moment we are in. Uh, and, you know, frankly, how important this upcoming election is, I would you know, say perhaps the most important election in modern history. And I've just been very overwhelmed by the you know, ability for people to put themselves out there and just to have real conversations about the situations that they're personally facing, that their patients are facing and that we are facing, you know, in communities all across America. It's so interesting that you frame that around people coming to you saying, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I haven't done this before because the way the website is set up and when you go to docsforbiden.com, there's that tab for the action center. Good name. That really does just sort of lay out for even the for for even the person who's hesitant, who maybe doesn't want to email you or somebody else on the team who really isn't who's really unsure. There there are a number of very easy to do actionable things here. And I think that that was a really, really smart way to do it. Do you find that the numbers are growing? Are they flat? Are they dropping? Do you have a do you have a sense of what's sort of happening? Are more people coming to doctors for Biden? Yeah, I, I, I would say the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, the numbers objectively are definitely growing. That's yeah. there's no question about that. I mean, we've seen that our, our in our Twitter account with over 8000 member our uh, followers. Um, we've seen that in our Slack groups and some of the other. We have a bunch of work stream you know, groups. But it's not just those numbers that we see that are increasing. I think what's more telling is the number of active individuals, meaning, you know, in every organization you have maybe, you know, a ton of people that are the organization, but how many are really active? And to me, that's what's really telling is people are are super active and some of them, you know, want to be like, you know, the public face of certain things, whether it's writing an opinion piece or being on TV and talking about issues. And some of them want to help out and provide information, but really want to be more in the background. Each of those individuals, though, are are equally valuable and are equally, I think, providing important content uh, as well as direction as to as to what really uh, are the important messages that we want to translate and to share with Americans and to really kind of show folks like here's why this is this is currently so important and, and why we need you to to be involved and, and to listen to what's happening. And as that engagement, action, energy, kind of whatever term you want to use has grown, one of the things that I've noticed, and I'm really interested to get your your insight on this, is how much would you say the Biden-Harris campaign is seeing, acknowledging, and interacting with doctors for Biden? So, so the, you know, this is a completely independent from the campaign. For just sure. To, just to be very clear about yes. that. 
Yes. This is a grassroots movement. It's all volunteers. None of us are employed by the campaign or or or, or work for the campaign. And um, there are there are some of us uh, that have been on, for example, like the healthcare policy committees or have been involved in different ways. But all of the work that we do as an organization is really independent. And I think that's I think that's really good because even though we're very much in sync for the most part with what, uh, you know, the campaign puts out, I think that independence allows the members to really feel comfortable to kind of, you know, have a voice on issues that they think are important, even if it may not necessarily be a specific talking point of the campaign. And it's been, uh, this is not, you know, new for this cycle. Uh, This happens in, uh, you know, almost every presidential cycle. It happened when Secretary Clinton ran, and it happened also during, um, you know, President Obama's uh, cycles as well. And so I think it's a good thing that we're we're independent and separate. I agree with you because it, it also cre- it continues to create that welcoming space where people can bring whatever feels important to them, whatever topic from their own microclimate, their own little part of the United States that really resonates for them. They can still bring it into this larger system and still feel like it's valid, it's heard, they can contribute. And I think that that's really meaningful and it lends a lot of weight to it. I do want to ask a question about the name, right? It's Doctors for Biden. What is the sense you have of people who are not actually doctors wanting to join Doctors for Biden? Yeah, it's such a great question. And I, I literally was just about to to comment on that. And you got to the question before I could say it. <laughs> so I'm doing my job. Awesome. I'm glad we're on the same page. Look, exactly. Uh, you know, I had some reservations and I think, you know, some of the other founders also had some reservations as we, you know, called it Doctors for Biden, because I think all of us recognize that it's not just about doctors, right? It's about at least, you know, as we talk about healthcare, as we look at the, you know, comprehensive group of healthcare workers that in our eyes are all equally valuable and provide an important voice for healthcare in America. And, uh, you know, the name itself, I think, can be uh, a little bit off-putting for maybe other healthcare professionals. That's understandable. But what we have done, honestly, is we have encouraged anyone that wants to be part of it is welcome to be part of this grassroots effort. But we've also helped, for example, we had some nurses that came to us and say, hey, we want to do a nurses for Biden. So we helped, you know, them kind of spearhead that and launch that. We've supported that effort uh, for them. We've even had other docs that have called themselves different, you know, things that we've also helped, you know, support them. This is not about you know, any one specific individual. This is about a collective group. And, you know, we've tried to be um, as supportive as possible, not just for the other healthcare professionals out there, but also even the other grassroots efforts, you know, whether it's women, uh, women for Biden or, you know, the national security group. So we're really just trying to help out as much as we can collectively as we work together uh, on a united front to ensure that Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris Uh, are elected. You're not alone in that dilemma, for sure. I I had Shannon Watts from Mom's Demand on the podcast a year ago, and the name Mom's Demand was a challenge, but it's also, hey, the men and the the people who don't declare a specific gender are also all welcome. And it's also okay that the name is 
aggressive and catchy and memorable because that makes it sticky. But then also making sure that the welcome map for anyone else who wants to participate is there is is critical. And that that was the sense that I got. I'll be honest. I'm a doctor, so I felt welcome based on the name, but I also felt like it was pretty clear that anybody who wants to participate in this because the action is meaningful and the work is meaningful, that this is a this is a good home for you to come to. Yeah. And if you see, like you had mentioned our action center. So if you see under our action center, I'm pretty sure it's still up there, but under we have a tab that's like join doctors for Biden and we actually promote the nurses for Biden on there as well. I mean, that's just one small example of, of how we're trying to ensure that we're supporting some of these other organizations. And we're also, again, open for, for people to join us, regardless of, of what healthcare background they come from. So we are a month away from Election Day. There's going to be tremendous work and energy between now and then activation, helping people make voting plans, any number of different things. For those who are interested and want to learn more and to get engaged with the workshops and the toolbox that Doctors for Biden is providing, regardless of what you do professionally, how do people come and find Doctors for Biden? How do they learn more? How do they join up? How do they get information? Yeah, so I think the easiest way is to go to uh, docsforbiden.com and uh, you there's a tab that says join the team and you can, it takes literally two minutes. You can fill it out and, and join our our team. And there are so many things uh, that people can be doing, some of which I mentioned, but there's also a lot of stuff that's happening in battleground states. We're doing phone banks. So there's a ton of stuff. And again, not everything is for everyone, but really what we are focused on over this next month is getting out the vote and really just trying to make sure that each and every one of us uh, vote. But it's so critical. It's it's just such an important part of our democracy. And so that's what we're going to be doing. And we would love to have anyone that's interested. And I think that, uh, you know, this is not about one person, but it's about the collective group coming together and uniting healthcare uh, across a variety of disciplines to, to move this needle forward. And I'll also say on my favorite social media platform, Twitter, you're at Doctors for Biden. I follow you there. Your follower count goes up quickly. And I, I think that you're going to you're going to keep seeing that number rise uh, because I think people hopefully can can realize this is a good landing zone and a good place to to spend some time and to spend some effort when you want to feel more engagement. Joe, this is amazing. You are doing amazing work. The whole team at Doctors for Biden is doing incredible and inspiring work. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing all of this incredible information with us. You are appreciated and let's keep after it. Well, Mark, thank you so much. I mean, it's such an honor to be on your uh, show for the second time. And I would just say that, you know, I love the podcast that you're putting out. They're so meaningful and they're just so real. They're real conversations. So thank you for doing that. I know it takes a significant amount of time, but it's clearly a love labor. And, you know, we're just so appreciative of that. That is nice to hear. It is absolutely all of those things, and we'll keep doing it. Joe, thank you, man. All right, sir. Bye-bye. My thanks once again to Dr. Sacron for joining us on this episode of Explore the Space podcast. And thank you again to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. Thanks as well to Vave Health for sponsoring this episode. That's Vave with a V. Don't forget to check out their site for details on their free virtual ultrasound educational events, otherwise known as hashtag Vave Educasts. 
The next one up is Thursday, October 15th at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go to www.vavehealth.com backslash live for more details or find a link in the show notes to this episode. We find ourselves in the midst of a moment, my friends, as we move through this space, all of that frustration, anxiety, anger, agitation, that's potential energy, turn it kinetic, get ready to register, get ready to help other people register, make your voting plan and vote. Please do take advantage of the Morning Report initiative with Vote Health 2020. You can email info at votehealth2020.com to schedule a less than five minute voter activation presentation from one of our physicians and definitely check out Doctors for Biden, www.docsforbiden.com. Now is the time. If you don't take this opportunity, there will be a sense of regret. So grab hold of this moment and use all of that energy. Make sure you wear your masks. Make sure you maintain physical distancing. Make sure you wash your hands. Take good care of yourselves. And we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.